Hi, it's Sunny. And today on Cherry Conversations, we're going to do a replay of an episode from season one. I talk with Angela and Amy, and we go over things like dealing with grief, social media, and how to reflect Jesus at work. I know that is all over the place. And that's really how our conversation went. A bunch of friends having conversation, but it really flowed. And you can tell that what was relevant for then is relevant for today. So excited to get into this conversation. So I was talking to a friend yesterday and we were talking about how we know those times that we have to get in the word, how we have to spend time in prayer and how we have to, you know, journal um, because we're really feeling it that we haven't. Mm -hmm. Um, But how that battle is just, you don't want to, Mm -hmm. you know, which you feel like as Christians, I'm like, you can't say that, you have to want to. but that we just have that moment of, oh, this feels hard, or I don't want to do it, or mm-hmm. I don't, you know, you make those excuses. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you, how do you combat that? How mm-hmm. do you find ways to, you know, mm-hmm. get around that? Or do you have those moments? Oh, oh I have those moments. <laughs> oh, believe me. me. Pastor or not, credentials or nation or not, not every day do I wake up and go, I just feel like opening my Bible. Uh, I do listen to my Bible a lot. Mm-hmm. And I do that because God let me off the hook a couple years ago that, Sonny, it's not cheating if you're doing your makeup and or you're doing your hair and you're listening. I did it all this morning. For an hour, I got to listen in First Kings. And I'm learning I'm picking up stuff that I never picked up when I just read. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, that didn't take it, that doesn't take the energy of me knowing I'm not feeling really like getting into the Bible and then I'm sitting there and reading my mind's wandering. It's like, that is just going into my ears whether I like it or not. So that's one thing. The second thing is that I start with journaling if I'm not in a good spot hmm. because God can take all of my rants, my concerns, my depressed thoughts. Mm-hmm. He can just take it and go and I can write it and say, God, I'm just like super yeah. frustrated right now or God, I'm really worried about so-and-so. Mm-hmm. And then as I'm pouring that out, mm-hmm. it does release some of that emotion that's negative because Satan wants me to have negative emotions so I don't open my Bible. Like that's his Mm -hmm. goal. Mm -hmm. And I also find that if I can just stay a little upset with the enemy Mm -hmm. or if I find myself going a certain direction and I can go, okay, who's my enemy here? And it's Satan, not God. Mm, Or not just life, just sometimes it's hard. No, the enemy is out to still kill and destroy. Then I don't want him to win. And I know if I don't go to that room and Mm. read and journal, he wins more today when it's the hard day than any right. other. And that just makes yeah. me mad at him. Mm-hmm. Like he's my true enemy. Right. I don't need to, or sh- I shouldn't have anybody in the world that's my enemy. No mm-hmm. human should I just say they're my enemy. That's right. me with living with unforgiveness. But there is one and I refuse to let him win. Granted, it doesn't mean that I'm always like, oh, I'm so excited to open my Bible. That right. That's normal, sure. that's normal. Yeah, that's good. Um, one of the questions I have for you is about, you You talk very frequently about the deep pain you felt when you lost your first daughter. Mm-hmm. So people who are going through deep pain like that, what do you say to them? You know, mm-hmm. s- someone who, you know, is fortunate enough not to have gone through that pain, mm-hmm. it, it's hard to relate sometimes, but yeah. you, you still feel for them. Your heart mm-hmm. goes out. What what type of advice would you offer in terms of words of comfort, you mm-hmm. know, or if they're not open yet to hear those things, you know, what, what can you do? service and anything to help. Right. I think that the fewer words, the better, and the more 
love and service. I mean, to just order Uber Eats for someone, maybe not even ask, you know, because most people are like, oh, I'm fine. You know, yeah, we've gone through a loss, but I'm fine. And they're not fine. They're not covered. So to send, you know, coffee and have it on their doorstep or Uber Eats and you just know everybody likes this, they'll they'll like that. I think that just speaks volumes. Um, I think that cliches hurt people more than they help. So, you know, when we lost our daughter, I didn't need to hear, um, well, God needed another angel. First of all, that's wrong theology. Savannah didn't become an angel. So first of all, you know, a lot of people, if they're Christian, they try to say that like that's just bad theology and that didn't help me because what that says is God needed her more than me and no I needed her more than God needs her that's very clear so uh the words and the uh you know this too will pass just none of that beauty for ashes even scripture it's just not helpful what is helpful is a hug is um you know, uh, uh, how are you? And sometimes it's not even how are you? Just I'm praying for you because I've asked that to people. Like, how are you doing? Because her father died. And then immediately as it comes out of my mouth, I'm like, that's a dumb question. And they actually respond better when I admit that was a really dumb question. than when I said, how are you? That's the dumbest question. So it's more be there, do for them, say, I'm so sorry. And actually to say, I don't understand. For you to say that is more helpful. And even I'm, how many years? Almost 18 years in on losing Savannah. And that meant more to me for you to say, I don't even understand, I haven't gone through that, Mm -hmm. than somebody to say, you know, we've been through a lot, I understand. So I talk a lot about listen first and talk second. And that's, Mm -hmm. I would never have a conversation about um, death of a, 15 year old child because even though our daughter was our daughter and we lost her it was 18 days i don't even feel like i can compare with if they lost a 15 year old so if i listen first i realize i can't even i can't even relate to that level of loss Mm, that's good as a follow-up to that i know you said you were in kind of a dark place for a while Mm -hmm. what what finally kind of brought you out of that i i know you and sean were you know um pastors at the time but even so, you know, mm. you're mad at God for a period mm-hmm. of time. Like, what kind of flipped that switch a mm. little bit or, or, or tried getting you out of the pit that maybe you were in? Uh, I think now I look back and I go, we, we, just, we just gave ourselves permission to be angry. And maybe it was out of immaturity. We didn't know. We didn't have expectations that, well, if we're really good pastors, we will just love God and not question Him throughout. I think because we were in... Uh, Sean was maybe 30 and I was in my 20s. I think we just thought we don't have, um, we don't have to go through this looking wonderful. We're just going to go through this. Yeah, so I think good. now I'm glad we did it that way. So the also the advice I would give people when they're going through something is expect that you're going to want to move. Mm-hmm. Expect that you're going to want to sell things. Expect that you're going to want to go in a in a a place and stay for five days. Mm -hmm. Don't think anything is you going crazy. Mm -hmm. Expect that you're going to be angry at God and go ahead. Like, Mm -hmm. again, he already knows what we're going through. So go ahead and just say it out loud. Uh, So I think because we allowed ourselves to go through it, we actually got to grieve because there's there's stages of grief and anger, resentment, denial. Mm -hmm. Those are all natural. And just because you're a Jesus person or Christian doesn't mean you can't go through them. Mm -hmm. Um, I recently met with a well, I just, we were t- 
talking, communicating over the phone with someone who their husband had an affair. Mm -hmm. And I told her, this is a grieving that you're going to start going through. It's a loss of a marriage. Sean's mm -hmm. book, he talks about it's not just death that cause, causes grief. It's your house is foreclosed or you're evicted. Mm -hmm. It's your job ends and, you know, shop will close down. How many right. people are going through the grieving of this is what I did with my life. It's mm -hmm. over. Right. So grieving can be any loss of anything. So this mm -hmm. is a loss of the marriage as they knew it. Mm -hmm. This is they can restart but that is dead because yeah. it's been it's been killed yeah. and i told her don't think that just because you do love jesus that you're just going to be like you know what in a few weeks we'll just be golden no you're going to be angry at him her god you're going to question everything and i think we can expect to go through that and if we can help others know don't feel any judgment on the emotions you're having mm -hmm. that's good um so we have social media and talk about you know everybody not everybody but you, people post their high highlight reel right and so it's really important <laughs> to not compare your life to someone else's high highlight reel um but when you are seeing you know ads for all kinds of really pretty clothes mm -hmm. and makeup and you know all those things um home goods decorations mm -hmm. yeah. how do you find and that's just stuff mm -hmm. um i know even just in the place in your life but how do you find contentment in mm -hmm. where you are what mm -hmm. you have when we are just berated mm -hmm. with yeah. things constantly about the things we want or should want and yeah. should need and should what we should be doing with mm -hmm. our lives mm -hmm. um again you know we talk about just maybe don't look at social media or mm -hmm. don't do that but what other things um maybe help you bring that contentment in in order to just say that's push that off right that well the the really jesus thing to say is journal about it and i'm not going to have that be the answer to everything you guys <laughs> ask but that it when i start to thank god even bullet point for the things in my head or on paper mm -hmm. like thank you for the house i have thank you for the yeah. car i have sure. thank you for you know just the stability i have mm -hmm. then all of the other stuff doesn't seem as important as well as I look at people who have all the stuff mm. and I know we're not movie stars or mm. you know anything mm. like that but I look at how can I just watch that Sean and I watch the Elton John movie okay. Mm. Okay. and we we finished the movie and we went that was so depressing mm. like and even at the end it was like this is what he's doing now his whole life was just terrible mm. and he had everything. Mm -hmm. He had money. I mean, he had all the money he could want, all the clothes, everything. Right. And and when I watch things like that, I go, if I'm an equal opportunity comparer, mm -hmm. if I will go ahead and compare myself to the people who did get it all and their life didn't get fulfilled, then, then why would I also want that? Mm -hmm. uh, because whatever is that hole and void, it doesn't get filled. And you realize that when you get all the money you want. Right. Um, the other thing is I do, you know, I'm not one to just go off social media altogether, but there are people I unfollow. There are sure, people, yeah. and it's like, I don't say, hey, I'm unfollow, because some of mm -hmm. them are like sponsored ads or somebody right. I started to follow, and yeah. I'm just like, yeah, every time I see them, you know, speaking on a stage or right. in their living room, you know, talking about the product, there's, I'm like, why would, I don't even want to yeah. do that. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I'm going to unfollow because that doesn't need to be in my face because Satan will use it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So your Jesus Plus Life book was so good. You know, so, there's so many good nuggets in there that just resonate and you can relate to mm -hmm. and you, you remember them. You're going through life and you're like, that's what that is, mm -hmm. you know? Are you working on a new book? Because <laughs> you know, I think you have such great insights just for life in general. I think you could write 
series of books and oh. they'd be all equally popular. Just wondering if you're working on anything now. Well, thank you. Um, I actually worked on my one sheet last night because I'm learning what it takes to do a book proposal because we, we did Jesus plus life and I just did it for our ladies for a retreat right. a few years back. Mm -hmm. And then it was, okay, well, I guess we could sell this to the ladies at the church. Mm -hmm. We gave it away at the retreat. We sold it. And then the next step was we've been selling that at the exchange and it sells mm -hmm. to people who don't even go to life church so cool. a lot. Mm -hmm. Uh, but what I'm actually doing is I'm getting a book proposal ready to send to some of the bigger publishers to see if they want to do it. Because I met with one publisher and she said, um, we're a smaller publisher. I think you need to go bigger. Zondervan Tyndall, because this is a very modern discipleship for the modern girl yeah. vibe. And I went, because oh, I thought she might look at my girl with the balloons and the flowers and be like, oh, that's really cute. Yeah. Okay, what else do you have? Yeah. So I'd actually like to re write and publish it because I think I've probably gotten better in my writing and um, I also Sean's told me I need to write my story and I'm like who wants to hear that oh gosh I mean we know it's interesting because we know each other but like yeah. usually if you're writing an autobiography sure. it's your Hillary Clinton and sure. people know you sure. so I was like oh, I don't know about an autobiography it's not like you know the CEO of Facebook now writes an autobiography right. but I did learn about doing a memoir recently and so that probably is my next thing and that would be um, a slice of my life mm -hmm. which because I did have a baby when I was a teenager mm -hmm. she died I went through the grief of that at 15 right. and then through the life and then Sean and I almost 11 years ago almost divorcing mm -hmm. there's been enough drama in my life there's plenty to write about sure. and but God is the one that just I mean, I feel like I'm not, I am where I am today because of going through that. And I'm so grateful I went through everything. Um, so I think a memoir is my next one, which I really hope because I feel like I want my life to always point to Jesus, that through my story, it's pointing and it's pointing to scripture. So it's not just a story. Yeah. It's how does it point to Jesus? I really love King David. Mm -hmm. I'd love to write a book on King David. Um, even today, as I was listening to the the Bible in First Kings, it talked about how his he was the it's it said David was a man who served God fully, except for with Uriah, and it was like we get it he messed up, but the point is David never didn't love God. He screwed up, yeah. but he never changed and he never worshiped other gods. And even his son Solomon worshiped other gods eventually. <laughs> and so then the line just started to get terrible. And I thought that's the thing about David. Yeah. And that's the thing about me. I messed up multiple times, but I've never not loved God. I've right. never thought, you know, maybe I'm going to give up on him and not serve him right. never. Right. And I love right. David. So I don't know. I think maybe that'll be um, strung in through the memoir, or maybe I'll just write a book on King David. Yeah. 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 Um, with being in leadership, um, we have people around us, right? right. And people are amazing. Um, but there's times where you have to have those hard conversations, mm -hmm. those crucial confrontations mm -hmm. um, to really, you know, get to a better place mm -hmm. in the relationship as leader and person. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, spouses, all of them, I guess, yeah, you know, we have people around us. So yes. those conversations. How do you prepare your heart, your head, your, you know, those, uh, I'll be transparent. Mm -hmm. Those conversations scare me. Oh, yeah. I'm not, I don't sure. feel equipped to do it. I don't mm -hmm. want to hurt anybody's feelings. I mm -hmm. love people. I love the people around me. Mm -hmm. And I understand that those are important conversations to mm -hmm. have. But how... 
how to prepare for it mm -hmm. is is part of the struggle I think right. so how do you how do you prep yourself for those I don't like them like I think that's why I tend to talk about being a peacemaker versus a peacekeeper because I'd rather be a peacekeeper even in my home if I can hear Sean and the kids I'm just like oh I'll just stay down here because I don't even want to get involved in what they right. did because I just I hate it I'd much rather just go oh everything was peaceful all day long right. reality is is leaders leaders don't have that kind of peace mm -hmm. uh, if they don't fight for it. And I have also learned that when I put off crucial conversations, it was actually because I didn't love the person enough. Mm -hmm. And I thought maybe eventually they'll just go away mm -hmm. and I don't have yeah. to be uncomfortable. Yeah. But I think that you can lead with that. And, and I need to do that more where I lead with, I'm having this conversation because I love you and care about you and I see more in you and just say what's actually mm -hmm. in my head mm -hmm. and then say, because if I didn't care, I'd just be like, you know what? They just need to, I'll pray they quit or I'll let them go and I'll right. not have to be uncomfortable about it. Right. So it's a love thing because what Sean and I have done wrong in the past is we have allowed people to continue to mess up. Mm -hmm. and then never want to have the awkward. Mm -hmm. So they just keep messing yeah. up. And I go, we don't actually love them enough and we love ourselves too much to be uncomfortable mm -hmm. to actually talk to them. Yeah. So that's been a shift. It doesn't make, it, I get more of a stomach ache when I know I've got to have a conversation with right. somebody than I'm sure they do. Even if they know something's coming, mm -hmm. I'm a wreck inside. Mm -hmm. So the other thing is do it quick mm -hmm. because I frankly only want one day of a stomach ache yeah. rather than three weeks. Sure. Yeah. Sure. yeah. You know, because we're going to dwell on it until we have it. So we just need to have it. Yeah. Sorry. As a spiritual leader to so many, um, who do you view as your spiritual leaders? I know there's there's you know men and women out there who are you know amazing in that capacity. You and Sean are at the top of my list. But who do you look up to in terms of spiritual leader? Mm. Well, Bob Goff recently. I mean, recently as in four years ago is in our life. Mm -hmm. uh, before him, Pastor Buntain. So it's funny because Pastor Buntain, and we have quotes around our church, and Sean mm -hmm. has quoted him a lot. Uh, he was like the original Bob Goff, but he was in a suit and he was a little guy. <laughs> but everything was just loving and I, he never judged anybody because he frankly felt like you could just tell he loved people so much yeah. and he was a cute little I mean Sean calls said he had gopher hands <laughs> because he talked to you and it just it just made him warmer than like this strong leader over a 20 million dollar budget this massive church campus and school you'd never know by meeting him yet he could have a conversation with a brain surgeon because he'd actually had read an article because he thought outside of the church. Mm -hmm. So that really, I think, is even why Sean and I are interested in business and more than the four walls of our church on Sunday. Mm -hmm. um, and then Bob Goff is like the, the new version of just love you to Jesus. Yeah. Uh, we tend to reject people that are um, holier than thou in yeah. their posture sure. or how they talk. Mm -hmm. It's probably why we love to take Christianese out of our church yeah. and our writing and our mm -hmm. life because it just sounds very exclusive yeah. and we don't love that. Mm -hmm. So uh, female-wise, Jeannie Mayo was the original mm -hmm. 
female, she was a female Bob Goff. I mean, she'd meet you and in two minutes she'd be hugging you and maybe kissing on your cheek and just, oh, Amy. And I always thought, I want to be that. But at 20 something, you feel awkward being. So as I get older, I'm getting a little more that way. But I'm, I'm expecting by the time I'm 60, I'm kissing and hugging everybody. That would be a goal of mine. My Aunt Judy was like Jeannie Mayo and was just, I'd rather be ooey gooey. And Sean is not that naturally. He's like a guy's guy. But he too also just desires to be mentored mm. by people who they express God's love in such a um, obvious way that how can you deny Jesus is good because we're so full of love and joy. So good, yeah. so good. Yeah, with that I um, I love Bob Goff as well. And I yeah. love the the um, just loving people for who they are mm-hmm. and where they are, mm-hmm. and that's so hard sometimes mm-hmm. um, and takes courage so do you ever find yourself thinking you know intentionally like oh shoot i really in this case i should jump into this like this or i should have is there any situations where you did that where you're like i should have done this instead yes uh when I don't set the thermostat in a room mm-hmm. differently, mm-hmm. I walk out and go, yeah, that staff meeting was a little, mm. yeah. uh, that interaction in that meeting ended. Mm-hmm. I hate being like, okay, well, see you guys. Yeah. Like to me, if I'm the leader, I have the ability to change that atmosphere. And if yeah. that means being quirky and dumb about myself, but it makes people laugh. I'd rather be dumb about myself because I don't care. And, you know, lighten the room because lots of people can make the room heavy. That's just the normal, easy thing to do. Mm -hmm. So I have walked out of situations and thought, yeah, I could have ended that lighter. I was kind of in my head and I was, um, we had a meeting yesterday about Marion Bright, which is Marion Bright. Mm -hmm. And actually this year we're calling it Marion Brighter. And it felt very heavy. We were talking about all of the details, but I did, it was even yesterday, I walked out of the room and went, why was that heavy? Mm -hmm. And maybe it's because there's a lot behind Mary Bright. New women come and God is going to do so much that, you know, it's that opposition. But yeah, all the time. And then I just go, okay, this week, let me be more aware of that. I've let my guard down. Yeah, that's good. So how do you... stop from feeling guilty when you choose to slow down because I know mm. you know I, I think for years I always felt that the busier I was the more productive mm-hmm. I am yeah. as a person so therefore I should be as busy as possible mm-hmm. but then you come to a point where like this is too much I'm heading towards burnout which means I'm not going to be good to anybody around me mm-hmm. um, and I know as a business owner a church leader you've got a lot going on too mm-hmm. but how do you choose to slow down without also feeling guilty that you're not doing as much as you could potentially be doing mm-hmm. uh, daily choice because like I told you guys I'm working out of here my house mm-hmm. in my office now I for sure could wake up and go you know is it really fair I'm working from home look at all these people that work for me that they're not working from home they had to get in clothes today and I'm gonna get in actual clothes at noon mm-hmm. I have to make that choice because because I could just go that man that feels like I'm cheating right. okay but I couldn't run the multiple things if I just made sure I was out of the house by 7 a.m. grinding, Mm -hmm. um, I have to go, okay, I need some quiet time in the morning. The family is gone. It's okay to work from home. I actually get more done because it's quiet. I just focus and I can work on three things Mm -hmm. throughout the day because I can shift. Uh, So it's a daily thing to go, in order for me to run at this pace, Mm -hmm. I can't feel guilty when I say, 
um, it's a Thursday afternoon at one mm -hmm. and I'm gonna go and do something, take off work early and do something for me because otherwise this weekend I'm gonna be a hot mess for my family. Exactly. Like I just think, and it's not like you just get there and then you never have those guilt triggers. Like our day off is Friday, but when Season and I were headed to the Ostoff to steal their Wi-Fi again, hopefully they never <laughs> listened to this. So we, we were there and we were patrons, we probably bought something, but. <laughs> um, we did. She seasons like I felt bad leaving Brian and Magnolia, and I could tell like yeah, she was more yes. high stress that day. It would just be better if I stayed home. And I'm like, yeah. I was like, well, Sean, you got the kids scheduled this evening. If we don't get home in time, and he didn't go. Great, go ahead. He's like, okay. Yeah. We could have taken that and just yeah. been like, you know what, just stay home. Yeah. But we got to we got to get refreshed because we had a lot going this week. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's a daily or momentary, momentary decision. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. What's the next big thing that you're working on in terms of community development? I think when the exchange came out, um, there was a lot of awesome buzz about it, not only because it's a great coffee shop, but because it's unique in that it relates to Life Church. Mm -hmm. um, I know you're so motivated, so ambitious. Are you working on anything else? Yes, always, <laughs> always, always, always. Yes, um, we've put in an offer on a couple different businesses, oh. all in order to make our area just to like lift the water table of excellence so and awesome. life-giving atmosphere. Yeah. So we would love to um, own a grocery store, like a Euro. So cool grocery store. Mm -hmm. um, there's a place in Appleton that we're working on a business there. Uh, I became partners. I was asked to join the Nest Cowork Space and Club, mm -hmm. um, which was already going, but they asked me to come in as a partner. So I'm involved in that, which is definitely outside of even the church yeah. and then the church's ventures and Sean and I with business. It's like joining with other businesswomen, which has been cool because then their circle are people that are maybe three degrees away from the people I was even one degree away from. Um, so they come from different backgrounds, different beliefs. Um, but I even see Jesus just doing cool yeah. stuff there. And here's the thing about what we're up to. It always is going to point back to Jesus or I'm not interested. Right, right. Like if somebody, um, we did have somebody call from Fargo and she's working on it. She would like to do an exchange in Fargo. So we're working on affiliates or franchises or licensing in different places. I, I would let her be passionate about the dirt there, but I'm passionate about the dirt here. So if she wants to do the work, cool. We can work that out. But like I'm called to this dirt mm -hmm. and um, then anything that points to Jesus beyond here, mm -hmm. I'm all about it. That's awesome. So cool. Love it. In finding things like that, um, you know, if it doesn't point back to Jesus, or is it red flags, like you see it right away, or you kind of have to, you know, what are those things that seem good, but maybe not God? Mm. So yes, there are things that um, we've been asked, like, do you want to come do this? And if, if we're to license, I wouldn't put a bunch of energy if someone wants to carry our our coffee mm -hmm. because if we can't have a part in who's hired so that customer service points to Jesus like people come into the exchange are like this is just people are so kind and yeah. and it's such a cool atmosphere and we know it's a life-giving atmosphere so I think that where I would pull back is if it's like, well, we want to give you lots of money mm -hmm. but we're gonna do all the hiring training mm -hmm. 
because what if they treat people nice, but not kind? Right. I, I'm not going to put my energy towards that. It's not like I need control. I just need to know that they want to implement the culture. Sure. Because that's huge. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Now, our magazine, Life and Culture magazine, I love that that is on newsstands yeah. in grocery stores yeah. and gas stations. Mm-hmm. And you open it up and you're reading about statistics on depression and depression. And it's more than, win- than the winter blues. And then there's an option for like journey to wholeness. And, mm-hmm. and then there's Sean's message that you can't really, you know, it doesn't say Sean's message. Sure. It says more. Mm-hmm. And you read it. And then at the end you go, and it doesn't use the word faith because mm-hmm. yes, we get that. But like, mm-hmm. Jesus right. is the answer to this. And it's the last paragraph. And I'm like, yes. So, so that would be one of my biggest um, joys right now is that we push um, forward on Life and Culture magazine. That's awesome. Love it. Yeah. So Amy and I are both on the worship team. Yes. Um, I know this is changing the subject. I love bit, it. But I was wondering what your favorite worship song is. Dirt. This dirt. Yeah. This dirt. I mean, I was, I just stood there and cried oh. the first time. And I still do. Um, I'm like, oh, we have our own song. And Rabbi Matt from yeah. uh, the synagogue in Seattle that we, we partner with, we enjoy so much. He leaned over two Sundays ago when we were singing it. And he said, is this your song? Is it, did you guys write this? And it was cool for someone from out of town. He could have just thought it was shots of some, he didn't know our city. It doesn't have like Lambo in it. And he just knew, he knew that, um, it's deeply important to, to our, our people. So So this dirt for sure. And then, um, in our, even now CD, I had, I had favorites. Mm -hmm. Um, I loved mercy King. Oh yeah. I mean, and then, then I, you know, hurricane of course was a favorite and that got, you know, right off the bat, everybody's like, Oh, but, um, yeah, I'm ready for more. I know. Right. Because we do really good original stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. I love that you said that you, you know, heard that song and was crying because we actually, Mm -hmm. um, at rehearsal last night, um, I lost the song. Um, See a Victory? Uh, As You Find Me. Oh, Um, Every time just knocks Mm. me down. But I... Is it okay to cry during worship songs? <laughs> well, you're leading. Like, yeah. Well, oh, yes. Well, I, I feel like there's that like yeah. don't you know you're you have to you're singing you're in church you you know that mm-hmm. and that yeah. Christian music. I get that too, you don't want to make people uncomfortable. At the same time, this is what you're feeling. Yeah. No, you up guys there, need to. Yeah. Oh, up there and in the congregation. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I um, showing that or mm-hmm. being able to feel that transparency. Mm-hmm. I, I just felt as though there's that don't do it mm-hmm. like be just be proper and stand there no and, um, and you so know you that. don't get that from anybody right, right. yeah that's no. an internal thing that people Absolutely. probably struggle with Absolutely. especially like well if yeah. i'm crying and i've yeah. had that thought when i go up for prayer yeah. and yeah. i'm starting to lose yeah. it mm-hmm. and and i've had to go okay they, if they think like you're in a really dark spot and you're crying because you're a mess and like yeah. you're just not even godly, right. like I just had yeah. for sure Satan, yeah. you know, whispers that even in the right. moment, like, mm-hmm. oh, you're really weepy right now. What's going on in your background? It's like I just was like, shut up, Satan, like yeah. long ago. And now if I start to feel it come on, I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna fight it because I get more comments in the lobby after yeah. when I have gotten emotional yeah. because they can tell I wasn't trying. It's not a put on, totally but like. 
like, yeah. and they're like, I was crying. I'm like, yeah. you had no reason to cry, but it was just that we yes. recognized the presence of the Holy Spirit there. Yeah. So no, I think if, to me, when I've heard a worship leader, even the lead who's leading that song, mm-hmm. get a little choked up, mm-hmm. I go, this is real to them. They're not yeah. just singing yeah. for my benefit. Right. I love that. Mm-hmm. Even when I've been you know, in the congregation worshiping, there's that point in time where you're like, it's yeah. unlocking something, yeah. you know, it's like, I don't want to let the floodgates open, but at the same time, I need mm. this, you know, yes. so that release. So I've been there. Mm-hmm. You're just sitting there singing and sobbing and hoping your husband doesn't notice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then at the time you're shaking hands, you're like, <sighs> yeah, no, I love it. Mm-hmm. And I had a lady who's on the worship team say to me last week, I think she said, you know, my life isn't perfect. And sometimes I'm like, I'm on the worship team and should I really be? Like, I'm not qualified for this. And every person in the room, including myself said, that makes you the perfect person to lead. Because if you can worship in spite of what's going on at home, like you're not like in outward rebellion and sin to God. You just don't have it together and things in your life are going haywire, but you still can, you don't drop off the worship team. Hello, that's yes. that speaks to people. So and then if some people know what's going on exactly. in your life, you. yes, yeah. it's huge. Yeah. And you've got those people around you that exactly. you support know. you too yeah. and pray and love you, which mm-hmm. is huge. Yeah. I love that that's the atmosphere of our church, truly. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, I, mm-hmm. I ask because I just sometimes there's those like mm-hmm. statements to yeah. say, and yeah. yes, you yeah. shouldn't feel that way. Or, you know, someone has mm-hmm. come to me and said, I just, I don't want to. I, I feel this way, but I want to show that emotion, yeah. and that's not um, who Life Church is, and I, right. I love right. that. Mm-hmm. I love that. So Agreed. I'm a crier. I'm gonna keep crying. <laughs> just keep yeah, crying. Well, like, worship, keep yeah, crying. Company. And <laughs> rehearsal on the worship team. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna keep crying. Yeah. Do it. Do it. <laughs> Let it out. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of Cheery Conversations. You can be a part of the conversation. Leave us a one-minute voicemail at the link found in the show notes and send us your thoughts. You might hear your voice on a future episode. You can also connect with Sunny and her guests by going to SunnyHennessy.com. If this episode helped you in any way, please let us know and then share it with your friends, family, neighbors, and whoever. Word of mouth is the best way for people to find out about this podcast. It would also be really helpful if you leave a rating or a review wherever you're listening. See you next week.